0: whole series on the church, because I want to empower everyone here as the church to know who they are, that you are the church, that this is not a place that you come to, but it's who you are. Each one of you is the church. You represent Jesus on this earth, and, you know, we're living in crazy times as As um, most of you probably have realised, we're living in crazy times, otherwise you must be living, if you haven't realised that by now, you're probably living in a cave somewhere or have been living in a cave somewhere. Um, Because there's crazy things happening in this world, isn't it? And we need to be empowered and equipped because we're not supposed to go and run and hide because Jesus has given us everything that we need to live at this time. He knew that each one of you would be here right now. He knew it. And so you were placed here for such a time as this. So it's not time to run away, but it's time to step up, right, church? We are the church. We are the living representation of Jesus Christ on this earth. He is looking to us. We are his hands and his feet, right? He's equipped us and empowered us. We are not supposed to be in a corner waiting for Jesus to come back. We are to occupy until he comes. Occupy. Jesus gave us authority in his name, didn't he? So therefore, we do not need to be carrying in a corner until he comes back, running away scared. Because Jesus, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That is good news. So this morning I'm going to speak about the empowered church because I'm sick and tired of the weak and insipid church because Jesus called us to be an empowered church and that's why he gave us everything that we need to do to be his hands and feet. He didn't leave us alone he didn't say to the disciples, see ya, bye, off I go, I'm just going to leave you alone, I've been with you for three years, teaching you, and now I'm off, see ya, you're on your own. No, it wasn't like that at all. So we're going we're to read from Luke 24, 49, exactly what Jesus did say to his disciples. So he came back, he rose from the dead and he had to come back to speak to the disciples to make clear to them what they needed to do next. Because of course, even though Jesus spoke to them many, many times, they still didn't get it. And I'm sure we would have been the same because we know the end of the story, they didn't know the end of the story. So in Luke 24, 49, it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father on you, but you sit in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And it happened, as he blessed them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven and worshipping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. So Jesus gives them a promise and he gives them specific instructions. He gives them specific instructions. Do not leave the city until I have clothed you with power. Miracle working Power. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit. He's like, don't go anywhere until you have this. It really upsets me that people don't get this for their life. Because Jesus, why would Jesus' last words to the disciples be to give them these instructions if they weren't one of the most important things he was going to leave them with? He was saying, yes, I've been with you for three years, but now, guess what? You're going to have my spirit living on the inside of you. Each one of you will be equipped with power. So don't go anywhere until you have it. That is how important this message was. And they celebrated and they were joyful Because even though Jesus had left them in bodily form, he was going to empower them with his spirit. We are flesh and we are spirit. And Jesus communes with us by his Holy Spirit. I came from a pretty conservative church growing up. So Acts was never preached. I don't know how we managed to skip that, but we did. And so I was fully in love with Jesus, but I always knew there was something missing in my life. There was something missing in my life that I couldn't put my finger on, but I knew that there was more to this Christian life than what I'd been told. And so I began to read my Bible and search out what the Bible said. And I started to read Acts and I went to another church that believed in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I had an encounter and I sought after being um, baptised in the Holy Spirit, which at that stage, because I had been taught so many different things, was really hard for me to receive. So I actually had to pursue after those gifts for a year before I was actually baptised in the Holy Spirit. And so when that happened... I realised what I'd been missing because I felt the power of the Holy Spirit come into my life. And I could do things in boldness that I could never do before because I had a spirit of timidity on, on me. There's no way I would have got up on this stage. There's no way in the world that I ever would have got up here before you because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do what he needs us to do on this earth in the power of our flesh we need the Holy Spirit to equip us to do what he needs to do. Jesus, When Jesus left, he empowers us with the Holy Spirit so that there is a multiplication effect. There's a multiplication of effect. The 12 disciples could only get so far, right? If Jesus says to go to preach in all the world, how can they go so far? In their flesh, they can't. They're limited in their flesh. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on people, there's a multiplication factor. We can do what we couldn't do because of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit on our lives. So he said, don't go anywhere because he knows that we are in a spiritual battle on this earth. And even more so, like ever before, we are living in a pagan world. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) it's very pagan right now. Maybe you're not walking past idols like Jesus did. Maybe you're not walking past pagan temples. Maybe you are. But there's lots of other things in our world that is very pagan right now. We're living in a very sexualized culture. Everything's anti-Christian, isn't it? You can be anything else, but if you're a Christian, no, that's very offensive, very offensive. So we're living in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle. From the moment that you give your life to Christ, you're in a spiritual battle. Actually, you're in a spiritual battle before that. You just don't actually realise it because there's always a warring for your soul. So if we look at Joel 2.28, the prophets spoke about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit Thousands of years before it even happened. Before that, certain people in the the Bible, the prophets and certain kings and that, were empowered by the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't for everybody. But when Jesus left, he gave the ability, if we seek after him, to actually be empowered just like he was. So in Joel 2.28, it says, "...and it shall be afterward." I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall, shall see visions. All flesh. Does it say the pastors? Pour out my spirit on the pastors. I will pour out my spirit on men. No, it says I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The Holy Spirit is for everybody. The free gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone who asks for it, who seeks after it. Wow. The disciples were seeing prophecy fulfilled. On this earth right now, we are seeing prophecy fulfilled, just different prophecies. So in Acts 2.1 it says, so they all, all gathered, they were all waiting. They did exactly what Jesus told them to do and they didn't leave until they were empowered. So it says in Acts 2.1, and in the, in the fulfilling of the day of Pentecost, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly a sound came out of heaven as borne along by the rushing of a mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And tongues as of fire appeared to them, being distributed, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled of the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. What a powerful, powerful moment! What an amazing moment! an act of obedience. They did what Jesus asked them to. Would they have understood exactly what he was saying? No. Sometimes you're going to be told to do something that you don't quite understand. But in those moments, you have to trust his word. You need to trust the promises of God. You need to read your Bible and believe the words that are written there. They were obedient. And because of that, Because of their prayer, because of them waiting for this promise, he came upon them and filled them with his power and his Holy Spirit. From that day forward, all believers were empowered with the Holy Spirit to live like Jesus did on the earth. The church is not a theological college the church is the empowered living organism, the representation of Jesus on this earth. We're not supposed to sit around contemplating Scripture, although I love Scripture and I'm passionate about it. We are supposed to take that, take what God has given us and be his representative on this earth and to walk exactly how Jesus walked. He showed us exactly how to do that. So that means all of us. The word of God is all truth. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. For everyone. No one is discounted. I have seen children baptised in the Holy Spirit. I have seen children pray over people for healing and I have seen them healed. All these things I have seen with my own eyes. Our battle is in that spiritual realm. Why would Jesus leave us completely disempowered if he knows that the enemy is running around on this earth with power? Why would he leave us with no power to combat the enemy? He wouldn't do that because he knows that we're in a spiritual battle. So he's empowered and equipped us to fight the enemy because we can't do it in our own strength. So in Mark ten seventeen, it says, And miraculous signs will follow to those believing these things. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be well. So all of these things, we can, we can walk in. The, God, the promises of God says that we can walk in all these things. Have I seen this? Absolutely. Have I seen demons cast out? Yes, I have. have I, I've seen people speaking in tongues, and yes, I have. The only thing I haven't seen is someone take up a serpent <laughs> or drink deadly poison, but we know that the Apostle Paul did exactly that. So all of these things, I've seen people healed. And I myself have had healing in my life. I had a cyst on my ovary that was the size of a golf ball. And I was supposed to have an operation for that. And uh, I'm like, no, I don't want to have an operation. (laughs) So I got a group of people around and they laid hands on me and prayed over me. And the next time I went back to the doctors, it was completely gone. And they're like, have you been in pain? I'm like, no. And they said, well, you should have been in pain because that would have burst and you'd know about it. I'm like, no, no pain. They're like, well, it's completely gone. They had to ultrasound both sides just to make sure and it was completely gone. I've seen many healings. I've seen someone's broken leg just, where it was broken and they started running on it after prayer. I've seen all these things. And so I know that... It's real. Jesus is real. He is alive. He is not dead like other gods. We serve a God who is alive. He is alive through the power of the Holy Spirit on this earth for such a time as this, to empower each one of you to walk like Jesus. Why? To make a difference in this world. Because people need us to pray for them, to speak life over them, to see people set free. All we need to do is have obedience and faith. That's all it is. Obedience and faith. Believe God at his word. Have obedience and believe and start to operate in those gifts. So it says that as they continued to pray throughout the cities, wherever they went, people were changed and impacted. It says in Acts 5.14, And more believing ones were added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. So as to carry out the sick into the streets and place them on cots and mattresses, so that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them, and also a multitude came from the cities around Jerusalem, bringing sick ones, and those being tormented by unclean spirits were all healed. How amazing is that? They didn't hesitate because they saw a presence on Peter and Paul and all the rest of the disciples going out. They saw power upon them. And so what happened out of that, because people's lives were changed, they saw Jesus and they became believers. They were added to God because they saw and they had an encounter Our world needs an encounter with the living God, right? An encounter with Jesus. And we have many, many people right now being tormented by the enemy. We have many people right now that are affected by unclean spirits, from things that they've been dabbling in, the things that are really becoming popular right now in our our world, a lot of New Age practices... And it's causing people to be afflicted. There's children that are watching horror movies that are getting possessed. This is happening in our world right now. The things that people are being exposed to, that is deception and is causing affliction on their life. It's causing bondage on their life. There's addictions on people's lives from watching pornography and all sorts of things and they need to be set free. They need to be set free and we are the ones (laughs) that carry the Holy Spirit that can set people free in Jesus' name. And we need to take that seriously. That's what Jesus has called us to do, to set the captives free. People came from all around to believe in Jesus because of the miracles that they had saw. The purpose of miracles is to bring glory to Jesus, to draw people to his goodness and mercy, not to draw people to a man or a woman with a gift. That's not what it's about. Jesus gives freely of his gifts. He gives freely of his gifts. Those gifts are to glorify him, not to glorify any man. So we are to seek after the gifts, not for our own glory, but for the glory of him to make a difference in this world. So people came from all around because they were drawn to what was happening. The disciples were surrounded by spiritual opposition wherever they went. They were walking past pagan temples and all sorts of things and idols and they were in the midst of it. And there was a clash of spirits going on there. We are living in that same time. And Jesus is alive. He's alive. And he's in us. And the world needs to see Jesus in you. The power of the Holy Spirit that sets people free from bondage. The church needs to be empowered. We are to pray in authority. Jesus gave us authority in his name. In his name. He gave us authority over the enemy. So you are to take up that authority and speak that authority over your world and speak that authority over your family and speak that authority in the name of Jesus. And you can only speak that authority in his name if you know him. You cannot use the authority of someone's name if you don't have a relationship with him. In fact, a couple of people in the Bible tried that and it backfired on them. And they tried to deliver someone from a demon and the demon actually turned around and jumped on them because they didn't know Christ and they tried to use his name. So we must know Jesus if we are to use the authority of his name because it has power, the power in the name of Jesus. So in 1 Corinthians 12.4, it tells us about the different spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit distributes to each person according to his will. So if we read in 1 Corinthians 12.4, it says, "But there are differences of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of ministries but the same Lord. and there are differences of workings, but it is the same God working all things in all. But to each one is given the showing forth of the Spirit to our prophet. For through the spirit is giving to one a word of wisdom. And to another, a word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. And to another, faith by the same Spirit. And to another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, workings of powers, to another, prophecy. And to another, discerning of spirits. And to another, kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things... ...distributing separately to each one as he desires. The Holy Spirit chooses who he is going to give each gift to. So you might have one gift, you might have two gifts, you could have three gifts. But each person will have different gifts to work together as the body. We are to work together and to bring our gifts together to encourage the body because we are the body of Christ. We are the church and we use all of our gifts together to build up and be the power of Jesus on this earth. The head is Jesus. So we all come under the head and all the gifts flow out from the head. So I would say to you this morning, eagerly seek after these gifts, not for yourself, but for the glory of Jesus, so that you can help others and you can use your gift to glorify him and to edify the church and to be Jesus on this earth. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to all and it's by his doing, and it is not competitive. There's no one gift better than the other. All gifts are working in conjunction with each other to build up the body. How amazing is that? That God gives to each one of his sons and daughters a special gift for you to use for his glory. So amazing. And we are to use them to bless the body and to bless others in the, out there in the world. We need to steward those gifts because we, it, it's, it's with power comes responsibility, right? God gives you a gift, you need to be responsible for it and you need to steward it with the right heart, knowing that he's given you a precious gift, that you need to use it. And he's given you a gift this morning. I encourage you, unwrap it and use it. Unwrap it and use it. Don't let it just sit in the corner. Unwrap that gift and use it. It is a special gift from him. The church is alive. Jesus' spirit is alive. And we need to be here to reach others with the gospel. And the gifts work in conjunction with that. You can can pray for people wherever you are. You'll have people in your world that would love for you to pray to them. Maybe there's people sick in your world and you just need to ask, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you for healing? You just need to step out in faith and obedience and carry those gifts into people's lives that they would see and know that Jesus is real. So pursue God, with everything that you have and know that the church is equipped and empowered for such a time as this. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us to contribute our gift and to believe and have faith that we can do it together. We can do it together. We are his hands and feet. In John fourteen twelve, Jesus said... Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also Wow. And greater works than these he shall do, because I go to my Father. So he's saying, I'm going now, but don't worry, you're going to do greater things than me. You're going to do what I'm doing, but you're going to do greater things because I'm going now and I'm leaving it with you because you have my spirit in you. You have that power. I am not leaving you alone. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, we need to be encouraged to believe the word, to believe every word of the Bible in its entirety not just picking and choosing things, but to believe the whole word and to know that God has given you instructions that he expects you to follow, right? It's not not there as a suggestion. It's actually there to empower and equip you. So we should take notice of these words and, and his promises that he promised the Holy Spirit to us. He promised that we would do greater works than him. Believe the word of God with all of your heart. Be obedient, be faithful. Run after the things that God has for you and you will see your life transformed. You will do things that you never thought was possible because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Believe the word of God, and be obedient, because the time is now. The time is now. The clock is ticking. I don't know about you, but I, I want to. When I face Jesus one day, I want to hear, "Well done, good and faithful servant," that I, you did everything that I called you to do, that you were. Obedient. Obedience is what he's after. He's after your heart, your heart and your soul. That we would be the church in this hour is a powerful, powerful force on the earth because we represent Jesus to this world. We represent. Jesus, amen, amen. Let's just close our eyes in this place. You know, you will only see purpose, have purpose and meaning in your life when you actually follow Jesus. Because our spirit is actually dead until we are connected to him. Our spirit comes alive when we're connected to Jesus because all of a sudden our purpose is revealed. So this morning I want to give an opportunity right now for those that don't know Jesus in this place that you want to say I want to be connected with this, with this Jesus that I've been hearing about and he will change your life this morning. So with Every eye closed. Is anyone here this morning that says, yes, I want to ask Jesus into my life? I want to see my life changed and restored by his life this morning. That's you this morning. We're going to pray for you. Pray that God touches your life and your heart. Mighty God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Mighty God, we just thank you. You are speaking at this time, Lord. You are speaking. If you're here this morning and you're like, you know, I need the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I need to be empowered. If that's you this morning, we're going to have some prayer out the front. And I'm going to ask you, maybe you're like, you yeah, know, I, I want to see those gifts in my, in my life. I want to move in, be able to help people. If that's you this morning, I just encourage you. Listen to the voice of God right now, quieten your spirit and hear what he's saying to you right now. Let him speak into your world, let him bring you to your purpose this morning, the thing that he has called you to, called you to be at this time. And he'll empower you. We're, we're here to pray to empower each person with the Holy Spirit this morning, if that's you. We're going to just have this last song and encourage you to come down and I'm going to pray over people that you are equipped and empowered to do what God wants you to do in this world right now. Amen.